Hello there and welcome to Trope on a Rope, the show where we delve into Hollywood's toy chest and play with the puzzle pieces that have come to define cinema. As a species, we've always had a morbid curiosity with the idea of the end of the world. We love to see famous landmarks get murked in the name of entertainment, and the higher the body count the better, as long as our main hero and his faithful dogs survive. They may also have a screaming child who can live or die for all we care. Whether it's alien invasions or mutated neutrinos, we love a bit of disaster, and one particularly explosive mortal coil shuffle offer is the asteroid comet impact movie. The extinction level event, the dinosaur dick kick, that's right, Death from Above, and these are the movies we'll be looking at for the next few weeks. So settle in, because it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. My name's Jeff, and I'm joined by Mr. Colin Gerrard. End of days, bitch! That's me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Greenland. Do you like these kind of films? In in general, this this, um, this genre, these disaster movies? Honestly, it's difficult not to like them. Like, uh, Armageddon. Can't not like Armageddon. Generally, generally, it's an easy watch. You pretty much know exactly what's going to happen in these movies from the start to finish. You you know what to expect. But yeah, it's always fun to watch. Except for Deep Impact. You, you're not a fan of Deep Impact? No. How very dare you? <laughs> Deep Impact. Well, we are covering Deep Impact. So we're doing this one, the, today's one, which is Greenland. We're doing Don't Look Up, which almost doesn't count. Um, and um, Deep Impact, parentheses, Armageddon as well. Yeah, but Armageddon was better than Deep Impact. It is, but I feel that you can't talk about one without talking about the other. I totally agree with you. Weren't they basically made around like within a year of each other or something? Or at the same time? Yeah, they came out the same year. Yeah. They were like yeah, but Armageddon was just done better. Yeah, kind well, we'll get into that when we get there. We got three weeks to get to that bit. Well, I'm saying that now. And I'm sure that in the future, as usual, Jeff will convince me otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) So, right, Greenland. Greenland follows Gerard Jesse B. Butler and his family after outer space, without provocation, decides to be a dick and throw giant rocks at us. Now Jezza has 48 hours, possibly longer, to get his family to safety, namely a military bunker in Greenland. Ironically, the bunker is like right next to where the comet hits, so technically he spends the entire movie running towards and not away from this thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what are your initial thoughts about this this specific film, Greenland? Actually, um, I'd heard it was shit before I watched it. Um, I watched it. Really? I actually, yeah. I actually kind of, I enjoyed it. I, thought, I, I mean, it was a bit, it was a bit like a, and then this happened. Oh, shit. And then this happened, and they never quite get to the location they're supposed to be going to. Because, oh, my God, fucking, he's got, um, what's that, blood disease? Uh, sugar, sugar levels. What's it called? Diabetes. Oh, shit, he's, well, we've run out of the fucking insulin now. Well, let's go to Family Mart. Oh, now someone's trying to rape us. Oh, Family Mart. Like, <laughs> the anti-rape kit. So, it... it <laughs> Oh, did we watch a different cut? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it just seemed like the, like it was a really straightforward idea. Go here, avoid the catastrophe, and just they kept finding reasons to complicate the story. But having said that, I did enjoy it. It wasn't bad. It's not deep impact. I, I will agree with you to a point about that going from place to place thing. Um, I think I think it's not. There's a bit where it becomes very much like that, but overall, I, I quite honestly, I like this movie. 
No, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I enjoyed it. It's good. I've I've seen this movie about three, four times now. I I honestly like it. I think it gets a bit of a bad rap because of Gerard Butler. Okay, but the thing is, it, it was it was good. It, there was I can't really think of many things that were bad, other than the just and then this happened and then this happened every now and then. Other than that, and also I'm not quite sure why his family was chosen, other than he's like a an architect. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't work for the government, but he's one of those special families that gets chosen. And so, and some other government didn't know that he, his kid had diabetes, which threw a spanner in the works. Yeah, I mean, well, the government not knowing a thing is, yeah, I'd expect that. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to like Armageddon and and deep and even Deep Impact, Deep Impact, no, yeah, no, including Deep Impact, I like this film because it's it's. It's very subdued compared to those ones. Hmm. Well, because most people don't. Nobody actually knows there's a catastrophe until that's literally hitting them, right? The the like the news and the government are kind of just going. Hope everything's okay. We'll hide it from you. And then they're actually blowing shit up. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, the thing is, with like Deep Impact and Armageddon and, and like Roland Emmerich films, like um. Uh, like 2012 I'm mainly thinking of the mutated neutrinos one it's like everything everything is blowing up every fucking five minutes then they'll have a badly written family moment yeah oh right you you were bored by the talky bit so now let's have some more explosions more explosions boring talky bit more explosions it just it's relentless and like um it's uh, melodramatic acting and swelling scores, and they seem to stand in front of American flags a lot. <laughs> yeah, especially Armageddon. It's just like Jesus Christ! Can you fucking calm down? This one, I've always wondered. Like in in Armageddon or or Deep Impact, they they send that American team up there to to fix fix the the asteroid. It's, it's a wonder that they didn't happen to meet a Russian and a Chinese team on the way. What the fuck are you doing here? You... <laughs> are we the only <laughs> only country trying yeah. to save the world? What the fuck? They also have like huge casts. If you think about like twenty twelve, have you seen the film twenty twelve? Uh, I have, I have, I have. All right, so Armageddon, Deep Impact, twenty twelve. Um, the the. De- which one was which one was twenty twelve? Twenty twelve was the one where the world is like the Mayan calendar. It just starts fucking randomly. The world starts ending. Yeah, it rings a bell. Yeah, it's it's not great. Um, but they have these huge casts. They don't like really pick a focus. Like, so you have the dad and his kids. You have the scientist that's following it. You have the the president you have a random nurse in a hospital or something you have (laughs) in 2012 there's two random old guys on a cruise ship for some reason like you have these six different character groups and you just jump in from each one you don't spend enough time with any any of them to really give a shit about any of them whereas this one yeah you spend the entire time focused on that one family which i did like but yeah, no, this film this film is like very down to earth. I mean, yeah, the <laughs> down to earth. <laughs> down to earth on a comet coming down to earth. <laughs> right. I I'm glad you said that because I I did write that note in my in my things. It says it's very down to earth brackets is that a pun? <laughs> it, it, it is. 
<laughs> yeah, right, okay, cool. I mean, yeah, the world ends in this film, but it doesn't feel it needs to fucking bust its nut every five minutes to force the force the point home. Compared to these other other movies that are like they're over the top, they're like swelling scores, action, melodrama, blah 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 blah. This one's quiet. This one's slow. It's it like slowly it slowly makes love to you, whilst the other ones are like being guest of honor at a bukkake party. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Plus those films like 2012 and like. Do you I know? I know. For, I know for certain I've seen 2012, and I do not remember a fucking thing about it. You've, you've even mentioned. You've even mentioned a few things. I, I. It's either been deleted purposely from my memory, or I just just so unmemorable that it's just deleted itself. 2012 and like Armageddon, like they're so over the top sometimes they can be kind of draining to watch. Mm. Like the last 30 minutes, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, are we not Are we not there yet? Oh, come on now. I do like the fact that there was literally no effort in this movie to stop the uh, the asteroids coming to destroy the Earth. It was like, ah, shit. Right? Everyone hide. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I think that's a, that's a more likely approach. What would actually happen? Right, shall we get into the actual film then? Mm. So Jesse B, he's a but architect. Yep. He's going. He's going home back to his wife. They always seem to have marital troubles in these films. Yeah. That they overcome by the end of the tragedy. Yep. It's not really important what it is they're going through because it's in this one he slept with another woman. Uh, how it's Marina Bakarin? What are you doing, mate? Um, <laughs> in um, 2012, it's because he's a fucking loser. In um, Armageddon, it's the uh, Bruce Willis and his daughter have a bad relationship. Yes. Um, in in Independence Day, he's separated from his wife, isn't he? Is he? No. Uh, Je- Jeff Goldblum. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, thinking, I was thinking Will Smith. I thought he maybe slapped someone on stage or something. <laughs> they, <laughs> they always, they always have a problem that they have to like fucking put aside and get get. It's like mostly not important what they're doing. It's got some pretty nice tension at the beginning. I like the fact that it, she asks him to go and get s- stuff from the store, and he's he's a bit snappy. And he's just like, "For fuck's sake!" Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll get all. I get everything. I'm sorry. It's like a recognisable moment of like you're momentarily annoyed and then suddenly realise uh, it's more more effort to to uh, be a dick about this than not be a dick about it. So. <laughs> um, but they get over that. What's his accent in this? Oh shit! I remember this. I was I watched it recently. Um, he's uh he's not is he Scottish or Irish? But his accent. His, his accent isn't Scottish, but he is supposed to be Scottish, right? The, char- the character. This character is Scottish, and also he is Scottish, but he, he seems to switch into American randomly. To be fair, it kind of it, that kind of makes sense. He's supposed to be a Scottish guy who's been living in America for a while, so he you, your accent might slip a little bit. Yeah, so this is just Jesse B's actual accent, the way. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then he slips into American. Yeah, no, he's, he's sometimes American. I've, I've written the note. Have I just been conditioned to forget he's Scottish? 
Because <laughs> no, it, it comes up in the movie as well, right? Yes, it does come up in the movie, yeah, because he says his mum, mother-in-law wore a kilt or something. Yeah, but, and that, that guy, uh, they end up trying, the, 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 there's some right-wing guy who tries to kill him because he's not, because he's, he's got the ticket to freedom, but he's not a proper American. Yeah, yeah, it go, yeah, yes, you're right, he does go off his accent, doesn't he? Um, so he goes back to his wife for the weekends. Well, it's not the weekend. They go back. They're going to have a party. Um, you meet the kid. The kid has diabetes. Um, becomes important later. Um, but on the drive back, it does the first instance of the news does exposition. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a little bit in the background. Like, I mean, you know what the movie's about because you're watching it and fully knowing what's going to happen. It's obviously a disaster movie. But it kind of is no, it kind of mentions it on the uh the tv screen in the in the little party in the background while people are having fun and also on the radio in the car yeah comments are coming but everything will be fine don't worry about it let's all uh news doing exposition is quite common for these things but i think it makes sense in this one because the main characters are normal people that's where they would get their information from like you watch like independence day and again 2012 and even Armageddon. The, and the president's watching the TV. The, yeah, the president <laughs> or the guy from NASA is like watching breaking news on the TV. I'm just like, don't you have guys for this? <laughs> Aren't you the guy who's doing this? You're the guy that... Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton, come on, man. Get your act together. <laughs> Billy Bob. <laughs> the president's getting all this fucking information for, of fucking CNN and bbc america <laughs> i i particularly like um independence day because they get all of their information from sky <laughs> which i'm pretty sure america doesn't watch at all yeah they got it from sky news for some fucking reason because those europeans know a lot more than us but yeah in this one it makes more sense because they are people they're normal people and that's where they would get their information from right yeah. Also, I like the military moving in the background thing. Yeah, just all of a sudden, like, yeah, all of the, like, yeah, military jeeps and shit going, and the helicopters and stuff, but with no warning whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, like, they do know some, something's up. They know something ahead of what the normal people do. And, like, what are they fucking off to? I, I suppose they're setting up the air bases. That's what they're doing. Yeah. But, like, they, have, they haven't told anyone because I assume they they want to avoid a panic or whatever. Which is the exact opposite of what they cause. It's it also seems to be like last minute scrambling because I like in this where what the comet is doing. The comet's called Clark, incidentally. Um, yeah, which I thought would may may have been a Superman reference. <laughs> well, oh yeah, good point. Um, <laughs> it it just keeps getting worse. They every time they update like more information about it, it's a little bit shittier. Like it starts off as a flyby. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, oh no, it will uh, a piece will hit, but it will hit the water. Okay, the piece is actually a little bit larger than we thought, but it's still going to hit the water. It, shit, it didn't hit the water. Um, not only did it not hit the water, but it sent a massive shockwave that scared the shit out of millions of people. Sorry, we're rubbish at being the news. Yeah, no, they're talking about, oh, it's going to hit in the ocean or it's going to hit in the Gulf of Mexico. And they're very blasé about this. It's going to be hitting the, either the ocean or the Gulf of Mexico, ignoring that there's a big bit of land in between those two things. <laughs> 
And that's where it fucking hits. It hits in Florida, right? Yeah, which is, I'd say, the best place it could hit, really. If it's going to hit anywhere. I'd, I'd, I'd at least ask for it to be Florida. Right, do you want to know what my note for that was? <laughs> so many retirement homes taken before their time. Clark hits Florida, destroys Tampa, does $12 damage. <laughs> Brackets, sorry, Florida. Oh, all those 90-year-olds taken before their time. So sad. So yeah, Jesse B and his family, they have a comet viewing party. Everyone comes around. Someone makes a mention about dinosaurs. It hits, and like you said, it was um, the, um, the shockwave comes. And it breaks all the glass off camera. <laughs> yeah, all the glass on camera is fine, but... Yeah, no, there's this huge... When it cuts inside the house, they go, ah, because you can hear glass breaking at the front of the house. But there's this huge window behind them. Which is fine. Which is absolutely fine. Nothing happens to it. That one. That one was. Du- that one was double glazing. Um, John gets the uh, presidential alert, um, which tells him basically that he's that he's being selected because he's an architect, which is a profession. And everyone just fucks off to check if they've got they've got one too. I've written sp- uh, brackets spoiler alert. They didn't. <laughs> Due to the fact that. It- we already know they didn't, because they didn't go beep, 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 on their phones. Yes, and one character actually does point that out. That happens in Deep Impact, actually. When Elijah Wood's character, he gets a f- phone call to say that he's been selected. At least give him, give him the respect of calling him by his real name. What, Elijah Wood? Frodo. Oh, Frodo. So Frodo, in that film, he gets a f- They're having a, a... Again, in that film, they're having a viewing party. Frodo gets... A phone call saying that he's been selected, pre-selected. They have a lottery in that one for like normal people, but he gets pre-selected, and then the people that he's with, um, the parents of the girl that he fancies, they go, "Oh, we should go home. Maybe they're calling now." <laughs> but I suppose that was the '90s before mobile phones and shit. But um, yeah, no, one character in this goes, "Yeah, but our phones didn't ring." Pretty sure there's not going to be a letter. Through the letterbox. <laughs> I was going to say a fucking like an old-fashioned email, but I thought, oh yeah, no, there's more than old, old-fashioned than email. There's, there's actual <laughs> fucking mail. Just what? Just one character in the background. A pigeon lands on his arm. Oh, I've been selected, guys. <laughs> oh, they should do that. <laughs> An old-fashioned, um, like a Western end of the world movie. <laughs> Where they all get fucking telegrams and pigeons. Some guy, some guy turns up on a horse. I know the end of the world thing's already finished, but I finally got here. You've been selected. Um, they pack, they leave, they pack and leave. They go to go to the um, what's it called? The bunk, um, the flights, and they get stopped in the street by their neighbour, and their neighbour like tries to give them a kid. Yeah, t- take your kid with me. Which I thought was a bit unfair of them. This scene is in other films, and I like the fact that in this film he points out what what do you expect us to do? What like we'll get there? She's not on the list. We'll have to just fucking leave her there on her own. Yeah, which is exactly what would happen. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they'll just be a little kid abandoned in the in the wilderness, take care of themselves. Yeah, so fucking yeah, that's not that. So it's good that he left her there, and I'm glad that they pointed out that it's good that he left her there. Yeah, I totally agree, and that also. That those parents who did that, fucking assholes. Just take care of your own kid. Yeah, exactly, right? I also like the fact that when they get to the airbase and they're running around, the, like the, the whole thing with the with the insulin aside, 
it does have parents rushing at an airport vibe. Yeah, stress. Yeah, stressed. Fucking, they've got too many bags. Do they have all the things that they were supposed to? Fuck, I left something in the car. What do you mean I'm only allowed <laughs> to take one bag? I've got all my belongings in these seven bags. I did like the fact, I, I, I love pointless ambiguity because I always check these things when I go on flights and stuff like that because the message the presidential message says that you can bring one bag no exceptions and they interpret that as one bag each yeah which is fair and then they get there and they go no no one bag total and I'm, I love those kind of ambiguities can you just bring like the biggest bag ever with like your house in it yeah right? <laughs> this, is my, uh, this is my bag that bag's too big. There's no there's no size requirements. It just said one bag. I only have one bag, actually. So yeah, this whole fucking airport thing is very nice, like frustrated family at an airport vibe to it, and I, I really appreciated that. They left the insulin in the car. John goes to get it back. John, uh, Jesse B. I did actually write the characters' names because listening back to the podcast, I realised that I sometimes don't write all the characters' names down, and then I go, I'm not going to look it up. Fuck them. Um, so I have actually written it down this time. Mainly because there's only like two main characters. So you only had to write down two names. Yeah, I only had to say, so, yeah, Marina Bakarin is Alison or Ali, and Jesse B is John. Uh, I even wrote the kid down, Nathan, but I didn't write the kid's actor name down because fuck him. Um, <laughs> I, can only, I can only go so far. Um, John goes back to the car to get the insulin, and while he's in there, like Ali and Nathan. His wife and the kid get kicked out because of the insulin thing. How did you feel about the whole insulin getting kicked out? I don't. I think it's a little bit unfair, just because he's got. He's look. I, I don't really understand why he was kicked out. Why you're not allowed to have diabetes? They only want the pure bloodlines. Yeah, that's the kind of vibe, the vibe I got from it. It's like I only want the strong to survive. Then why the fuck did you invite an architect? <laughs> <laughs> you you pick an engineer, not an architect, right? Exactly. <laughs> no work and draw. Don't give for you. Yeah, so the diabetes thing—it's it's not like they've run out of insulin. And also, you know that when the end of the world thing actually happens, and they spend a certain amount of time underground, and then they go up to the service to uh, repopulate what whatnot and build things that doesn't actually take that long it's not like they're going to run out of insulin in in the interim so why why is why is the fact that he's got diabetes such a problem if uh, if this architect is so integral to the rebuilding of the society and you know, drawing buildings let his kid come too if the kid dies the kid dies what's the fucking problem Here's thing, they do get into the bunker at the end. They say you can't come because of the insulin thing. So, assumably, there's no insulin in the bunker. Okay. How easy is it to make insulin? I don't know how you manufacture insulin. Like, assumably, there's, like, a, like, there's, like, um, there's medical supplies inside there. Maybe they can um, synthesize it. I don't know how it's made. But, assumably, there's none in the bunker. They bring two weeks worth with them i think that they say so there's none in the bunker and they're nine months in the bunker the kid died in the bunker yeah he's either gonna die outside or he's gonna die in the bunker what's the difference so yeah uh ali and nathan they get kicked out meanwhile john comes back from the car he gets back in no one's helpful he gets on a plane 
one person is helpful. I think one person is helpful. They remember they he remembers um the his daughter uh, sorry, his wife and son and says, Oh yeah, they were denied there's one person who goes, Yeah, they were denied because he has diabetes and then he then he realizes that he doesn't need to be at the planes and managed to find where the find go back to the car. One person out of all of them. A little bit of uh, possibly unnecessary action, but still quite fun, um, is that the base gets overrun um, by people trying to get on the planes, and then a f- gun firefight starts that sets off some petrol that destroys the plane that he was on. Yeah. And then Monica Bakarin thinks he's dead, possibly, as they're fleeing. But she does at least... Leave a note. Always leave a note. Also, if she could have waited by the car for just like two more minutes. Yeah. They would have met up. <laughs> they would have met up. It would have been fine. Just stay by the car for two more minutes, and none of what comes next is necessary. But yeah, they are they are separated. Right, I've separated this. In my notes, I've separated this into two parts following the two stories. Yeah. Um, so, got Ali and Nathan first, right? So, they try and get more insulin because... They go to the family mark. Je- Jesse B's got the insulin, so they need to go get some. I can't remember if they get any, but... Um, it starts getting looted. Yeah, they they don't get any. Someone gives it to them later at the uh, at the one at uh, the checkpoint. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yeah, and they give them loads as well. I just remember. Yeah, it's really nice. Really nice that one kid. I think this film has a good um, good mix of people who are absolute fucking dickholes and people who are actually quite nice. Yeah, and also one thing I liked about it was, and I, I really liked this. Was like they they're complaining like just let us on because you know this is my son. Don't, do you have kids? Like, yes. This is my son. Like don't you care? And they're like my entire family and myself were excluded from this. Yeah, we just work here. So mm. no. Yeah, we're not allowed on there at all. My entire family are not allowed on there. And you're worried about your one kid. Yeah, I, I sympathise with you, but at the same time, fuck you. Yeah, I like that as well. That was that that was good. Yeah, all the military personnel—they're just like, yeah, no, we just work here. We just do. A lot of people in this film do their jobs to the end. Yeah, which you which you kind of expect, especially from military personnel. Yeah, it would happen. It would be like that. Yeah, which is like it would would happen. Maybe. Maybe you should have some fucking, some fucking sympathy for me, who's helping you, and my entire family is not allowed on. How about you get some fucking empathy? You're not the main character of this story. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst you're spending your like last these uh, many hours of your of your last two days of Earth, um, I'm spending most of it at work dealing with shits like you. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> And still somehow being professional. Yeah. So they try and get some drugs, and then they get a they get a um, they get a ride from a couple. Seem lovely, but the dude seems like a red flag from the fucking beginning. <laughs> yeah, man. The first in, the first few sentences he says, I thought, wow, is he possibly a pedophile? Like he's like such a beautiful child. Uh, <laughs> get out of the car. Get out of the car, Alison. Yeah, no, just the look of him is just like, wow, he's gonna fuck one of you. <laughs> <laughs> and and even the what even the wife seems wary wary of him, right? 
Yeah, but she goes along with it. I don't know why the wife goes along with it. It's fucking mad. But he kicks Ali out. It just drags her out of the car, pulls her by her hair, out of the car, throws her to uh, into the central reservation, then drives off with the kid. The kid, for some reason, doesn't get out of the car. So I'm thinking, you stupid fucking kid. Like, the doors are open. Yeah. And they haven't set up, like, a thing like he's locked the doors from the front seat. Um, so you should be able to get out. And these guys don't have kids, so there's no child lock on, on the doors, assumably. Yeah, exactly. So you should be able to just, just get out of the car, you stupid fucking kid. But the kid does redeem himself at the checkpoint. He does. And I, I actually fully expected himself, him not to, to be honest. I, I had money on the kid not doing anything and just biting his tongue. But no, the kid, bless you kid. For, uh, that's what I like about this film, that the characters actually do clever things at some sometimes. They, in other films, they skip common sense just to make things complicated for some reason. But the kid actually does say something. He does say, look, these aren't my parents. They've kidnapped me. Fucking this this is bullshit. And the um, the military guys, the MPs, immediately go, yeah, okay, fucking all right. Yeah, again, again, once he said that, I thought there was going to be this whole thing where they're like, okay, it's just a stupid kid. Let's ignore him. Go on through, people. But, like, they do the thing that actual people would actually do, which is, hey, a kid is saying that some people kidnapped him and it's not their parents. That's weird. Maybe we should, like, separate these people. Yeah, they take it seriously immediately. Yeah. They check, they check the wristband. Even when they scan the kid and the kid is rejected and says, oh, it's already rejected you, they still look after him. Yeah. Because it's a kid and they're not dicks. I do feel sorry for Ali because she's just running up the side of the road. Like, her kid's just been fuck- taken and it's a fucking nightmare. But luckily, the end of the road is yeah. where this base is. Even then, even then, it's like you're not sure if they're gonna. Well, I mean, they're they're obviously gonna get get back together again. But you're not sure from her perspective, even if they find the captives out, if they're gonna find each other. So you got you got to feel for her. She must be fucking stressed out. I mean, when she does get to the front, and she's like, "Look, my kid was taken from me." Um, they do have that one dickhead. The first person, the first person that she talks to is just like, "Yeah, no, we get a lot of people." Blah blah. blah you, 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 fuck off. But then the person behind her is just like, "No, hang on, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with this," and then does actually help her. So, yeah, I do, I do genuinely like the mix of people who go, "Fuck you," to, "No, actually, I'll help in this film." Which seems like it seems a little bit realistic. Like some people might just, like, "For fuck's sake, do you know how much shit I've got to deal with?" And now you're complaining because your kid was fucking kidnapped. Oh, God, woe is me. Fuck off. And then you got the person who actually gives a shit. I mean, overall, they meet one big dickhead, but then everyone else, apart from like a slightly snippy lady at the at the base, they meet mostly nice people. Even, even in the drugstore when the gunmen enter, the one gunman that they get they come face-to-face with helps helps them out. Because like even even the gunman isn't actually there just to be a cunt. He wants to get like get medicine and stuff. So so he he's like, okay, fair enough. You got a kid, and please just just you can leave. I won't kill you. Thank you, gunman. Overall, traumatic experience for Ali and Nathan, but overall it ha- ends quite nicely for them. John, on the other hand, <laughs> yeah, 
He meets like three people and kills two of them. Oh, one, well, he don't know. One of them dies, and he was a really he's the nice guy that tells him tells him where where to go in the end, right? There's a yeah. Bl- he tells them about the Greenland thing. Yeah, yeah, and he, he really liked that guy. That guy gets killed. He doesn't kill him, but he gets killed. But he does definitely kill the other guy. Yeah, he seems as soon as it happens, he seems really bad, really guilty about that. To be fair, the guy the the guy he kills is um, a racist fucking asshole. And tries to kill him first to, for his wristband, and and also he, he kills him. He doesn't even mean to kill him. It's kind of an accident, and he seems upset about it. So, good job, John, for feeling bad about murdering someone. It always, uh, I think, at this point of the film, it always amazes me how how far infrastructure goes in these films. Like, the power is still on, and the water still works. And the phones mostly still work. And the phone, the phones don't work because they're being overused. So I'm wondering what, because I've made this note that all this infrastructure is still working. Yet in when they get to the house, John complains about it not working. He's like, "Oh, you think an emergencies technology would work? It is working. It's just loads of people are using it at the moment." Yeah. Well, he's a typical person. I'd probably say the same thing. <laughs> They regroup at the house and they meet the father-in-law, who at first seems a bit of a dick, but then you, but then you realise there's a reason why he's been a bit of a dick to John. Yeah, and he's not an unreasonable dick to John either. No, he's he's just a little bit dickish, a little bit. He's not he's not he's he's not his biggest fan. Let's say he busts some balls, but he's 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 kind of reasonable. Plus, he can rock a vest. Yeah, he's American. <laughs> Anyway, they have a brief chinwag and then almost immediately decide to fuck off mm. and go to and go to Greenland. And I, I think I think that uh, the the dad kind of reads into uh, John's like distant eyes that fucking hell, this guy's killed someone, and then he's nice to him afterwards. He doesn't say it, but he goes, "You seem to have gone through a lot." Yeah, I have. Just fake, vacant, distant eyes. Yep, definitely murdered someone for my wife. I forgive you. You have the look of a man who's killed another. <laughs> you are my son now, and also I've got a semi. <laughs> and a wife beater vest. At the beginning, you said about, oh, this film has, um, like, it feels like this happens, then this happens, then this happens, right? Yeah. Well, I think, I think, I think in a way it's kind of on purpose. They're supposed to be in an emergency situation, not knowing what the fuck they're doing. So it does kind of make sense. I agree with that for the... From now on, from the house onwards, for the to the credits, like the first half, the first half of the film seems to take place in one evening. Yeah, in the same evening. Then they get to the house, and then after, when the, once they leave the house, they just do a series of actions. They go from the house to the airfield. They go from the airfield onto the plane, plane to Greenland, Greenland to uh, to the base, get into the base, credits. Yeah. That's all they do. They, that's just that's all my link. That's all my notes for the rest of the plane, uh, for the rest of the plane, for the rest of the film. Well, all, all of the little, all of the little storylines that was kind of, that were kind of growing throughout the the movie, they all like tied themselves off nicely. Before like two thirds of the story, like people died, so that storyline's finished. Uh, this storyline's finished because the, the those guys were denied entry because they fucking kidnapped the kid. This storyline's finished now because they. The Allison and uh, Nathan have met. 
Okay, this all of the like random little storylines and little characters that we met were either killed off or their storylines were neatly wrapped up. And then it was like, now what? Well, guess we'll just go to the bunk- bunker. I suppose. Yeah, the minute that they get to the house, the film kind of ends. Yeah, and then they have the the thing is when they're at the house, they have the chin wag, and then whilst he's having the chin wag in the um in the barn in the stable, a piece of the comet hits. As if to remind us, oh yeah, no, oh, this shit. thing is still happening. Remember <laughs> <laughs> why we came here? All right, yeah, no shit, yeah, no, there's the thing, and then they spend the rest of the film trying to, like, it's the from the from the house onwards, it's the only part of the film that becomes like one of those, um, uh, uh, stereotypical these kind of like disaster films. Like they get stuck in traffic. They there's a, a meteor shower whilst they're in traffic. They get on the plane. They get to Greenland. They the, cra- the, like the plane blah, 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 crashes. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. The plane crashes because a uh, meteor hits. They get they get into the bunker and the and then they hide, and. Yeah, it's just from the house onwards. Everything up to the house, yeah, I'm loving this. Totally agree. And then from the house onwards, it's just like, yeah, no, we just have to we just have to go through these motions till we get to the credits. So here's my notes for this section. Everything from here is just moving pieces where they need to go. Drive to the airfield, get a plane, walk to bunker, get in bunker, duck. Yep. Greenland, credits. Nine months later, nine and then emerge. They merge. It's nine months later. They're sending out radio signals. Say, say, oh, this is Greenland base. Can anyone hear me? It's Greenland base. Can anyone hear me? And then they get um, a reply from Helsinki. And then... Um, you speak English, obviously. And then New Zealand and India and and so on and so forth. Well, to reply to the message, yeah, they would speak <laughs> <laughs> They show they show the devastation of the world, um, and so they show Sydney and they show Mexico. They show Mexico City, and they show Paris. And to be honest, from the look of the places, it doesn't look that bad. Like everything's fucked up, but you could survive that. There's still probably a shitload of people alive on the surface. Yeah, right. It doesn't look that bad, especially like Sydney, because that's they say it's going to hit in Europe, so it hits in Europe. Um, so Sydney's like the other side of the fucking earth, uh, and it looks fine. Mexico City looks fine. Paris, Paris looks fine. Like the Eiffel Tower is a bit bent over, but it looks fine. Stick a pin in that one. Come back to that in a second. Okay. Where the actual hit is, because it shows a shot of the Earth from above. Do you, um, uh, do you remember where it hits? No. Some some I believe it was somewhere on Earth. Am I close? That's the UK. Aww. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but, we're so, but we're so small. What are the odds? When they showed the shot from space, it hits the UK pretty much dead on. Cool. From from the map, and it seems to want, the copy that I sent you is a bit low low res, but you can you can kind of see all of northern Europe is destroyed. Germany's gone, France is gone. Remember Paris? That landmass? That's the Alps. That's on the coast now. So Europe's just gone, basically. Mostly. Europe's just gone. It hits the UK so dead on it almost seems personal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Greenland, incidentally, how fucking close is Greenland to this hole in the planet now? Pretty fucking close. You've spent the entire fucking film running toward, actively running towards this thing when you should have been running away from it. I think if he had stayed at home, they'd have been fine. <laughs> Helsinki, who replied to Greenland's call, they're right on the edge of this fucking thing. I think Greenland and Helsinki should have died. Yeah, well, I mean, not, not, even, not, even, not even necessarily died, but they should have at least been extremely badly fucking hurt. They're, they're right. They're right. They're, they're not quite as close as, as France is to England, but they're pretty close enough that it would have fucked them up. So, yeah, they come out of the thing like nine months later and um, they go, oh, is that birds? So birds survived. Also, what happened to, happened to all the animals? What happened to plant life? Where, if, all, plant, if plant life's gone, then the... Yeah, but plant life wouldn't be gone. Like, like you said, the decimation wasn't... like an Annihilation wasn't full annihilation. But you still have some buildings hanging around, so I'm pretty sure that... They do say the implication is that like the dust cloud goes around the earth and the dust cloud lasts for several months. So that would kill the plant life. Ah. If the plant life is gone, then there's nothing to feed the animals. The animals die. Also, plant life makes oxygen. I like oxygen. Yeah, right? So all these people are going to die. <laughs> Slower. Which is later. a fun, fun note to end the film. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean maybe they kept they kept a couple of flowers and they brought them into the bunkers with them. I suppose there is a seed bank. That's a real thing in the world. Yeah, but even then, like if you if you got a, you got a seed bank, brilliant. But you I mean you're going to plant the seeds? That's not going to instantly form trees. Good, good point. I didn't go over the Rotten Tomatoes thing. Um, Rotten Tomatoes is seventy eight percent, and IMDb is six point four. To be honest, to be like I, I, I totally agree. It was a, it was a good movie. It's actually of of all those disaster death from above movies, it's it's one of the best ones I've seen. Yeah, because it's because it's um, relatable. Yeah, I mean, I lo I love Armageddon because Armageddon reminds me of the way those death from above movies used to be. Very melodramatic, but it, of the melodramatic ones, it was probably the best. But watching this and then comparing it to Armageddon, this is actually by far a better movie. Um, do you have any other th any, any any other notes? Um, I didn't actually have any notes coming into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my fault. I did ask you that. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week. Next week we are looking at Don't Look Up, I believe, right? Which is a Netflix film. I believe that's the next one. I've seen it once before. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not sure if it necessarily counts as a Death from Above movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, where can people find you if you wish to be found? Uh, Colin.gerard.92 on Instagram. That's pretty much the only thing. And uh, there's nothing interesting there, so I would thoroughly advise you not to bother searching it is links though before, below the video version of this on youtube um uh you can get me uh on uh youtube at the badger's apprentice where you can also find the video versions of these video uh, of these uh pods as well as uh on twitter at tba underscore tweets um right that'll do it for this week see you next week peace out motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs>